Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. A lot happened this week. San Diego County Sheriff Bill Gore announced he won't seek re-election. The San Diego City Council narrowly avoided a misstep regarding surveillance technology and more right after the news. San Diego County Sheriff Bill Gore announced Thursday he will not seek re-election next year after three terms. Gore, who is 74 years old and a former FBI agent, was under sheriff when he was appointed to lead the department in 2009 and was elected to the position in 2010. His term ends in January 2023. He did not say why he made the announcement so early, about 17 months before the end of his term. San Diego County announced this week that it will require its employees to get vaccinated against the coronavirus or undergo regular testing. The new policy will take effect by mid-August, according to the agency. The county employs 18,000 people, making it the fifth largest employer in the region. The county hasn't said how often unvaccinated employees will need to get tested. The families of nine service members killed last year when their amphibious vehicle sank off the coast of San Diego are suing the manufacturer of the vehicles. The families also demand that the Marine Corps modify existing AAVs as well as its replacement with more effective ways to escape. The Vietnam-era AAV was designed and manufactured by BAE Systems, the same contractor working on its replacement. Now for opinion. Chris Reed is the deputy opinion editor at the UT. He's our main editorial writer and also writes his own column. Chris, we have an editorial out today, this weekend, uh, about, you know, vaccines. We're urging people to get them, but you wrote about, you know, a history of United States mandating vaccines. Can you talk a little more about that? Sure. It even predates the founding of the country in 1777, the commander of the Continental Army, George Washington, ordered soldiers who had not been exposed to smallpox to get the shot. He feared that we would never defeat the British in the war if he had a sick force. And Britain did amazingly cynical things like sending infected people into American communities to try to spread smallpox. And then in 1905, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the Cambridge, Massachusetts law that fined people who didn't get their shots against smallpox. So there's a long history in this country of, of mandating it. There are some reservations about it now. There's some people who wonder if what's going on qualifies since COVID-19 deaths are down so much. But I don't think there's uh, enough appreciation that half-hearted measures like reimposing mask mandates will actually stop the pandemic. I mean, it's there's five times as many new infections now as there was three months ago. And if you'd said that uh, to someone a few weeks ago, we were so optimistic, we'd have been shocked. But things are, are not going well. Yeah, you know, we've seen the federal government, state governments, the county government here in San Diego this week uh, mandate vaccines for their workers. I mean, do you think this will ever reach private citizens? Well, uh, governments uh, uh, have their rights, but so do private institutions. And we've seen some large tech companies lately say, we want you vaccinated. So uh, I just think that there's so much money behind having the economy become normal that eventually the economic interests will add their weight to the public health interests to try to push more people to get to get vaccinated. It's shocking that there's a dozen states in America where half of adults have not even had a single vaccine. Uh, moving on, San Diego County Sheriff Bill Gore has announced this week he will not seek re-election. The editorial board wrote that this is a good thing. Why? Gore has been in some ways quite a good sheriff. San Diego County really is among the, the safest urban counties in America. 
But there's been a pattern of jail deaths exceeding the rate seen in other counties ever since he took over in 2009. And he has at times downplayed this problem. At times he's criticized the reporting. And at times he's even offered himself as the victim here, when in fact it's people who are dying because they're junkies who don't have their needs taken care of when they have to go cold turkey and are locked up, or they're people who are suicidal and who aren't kept away from ways to kill themselves. So Gore is getting applause from his law enforcement colleagues who appreciate his meat and potatoes approach to many parts of the job. But it's shocking that San Diego County has so many more jail deaths per popula, per, you know, per capita than other large counties. It, and it's not acceptable. And there's some evidence that he's never really followed the best practices that have worked, that have worked elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, that being the case, it's such a heavy topic and a big problem for his predecessor to take on. I mean, who do you think would take on this job? Well, I think that the, the fact is, is that the County Board of Supervisors is so much more aggressive than it ever was uh, in for most of his term, people like Nathan Fletcher. Uh, and so I just think that he's going to face budgetary pressure to do things. The next sheriff or the next, uh, he or her, the next sheriff will be pressured by the, the, the supervisors in a way that they never have been before to try to do the right thing. So when you control the purse, you can compel behavior. Any idea why he announced this so early? The news coverage noted it's about 17 months before he leaves office anyway. Well, uh, his predecessor uh, left early so he could help shape the field for who replaced him. The district attorney of San Diego County, Bonnie Dumanis, left early about five or six years ago so she could help pick or try to pick her, you know, her, her hand-chosen successor. So there's a history in this county, and it's not really a, a, an attractive one, of people leaving early with an eye to try to, to shape the field to get their successor in possession, you know, to, to, to be picked and to carry on their policies. It's, it's not a good tradition, but it is a tradition here. Okay, also in law enforcement, the San Diego City Council this week, they decided to hold off on a vote to renew a contract with ShotSpotter. Uh, that's a gun surveillance technology that essentially hears uh, gunfire and sends police to the scene. Um, a local group called the Trust Coalition, you know, took issue with ShotSpotter and the city's handling of this. What were their complaints? There is a fairly high evidence of false alarms where the audio technology mistakes something for gunshots. Yet by that point, it's too late. The police department is already automatically sending armed people fearful of the worst to a community where nothing has happened. There was also a report this week that indicated the company had been caught by several cities, uh, uh, in several cities of doctoring documents to try to justify retroactively police actions. That's as shady as it gets. So uh, I think either one of those reasons alone is enough to, to make the county or to make the, the city police reconsider. Well, it also seems like a case where the city isn't being very transparent about, you know, surveillance technologies. We had the smart streetlights uh, incident last year. Is this something you think they're going to pay uh, more attention to going forward? The uh, smart street, the street, street smart light, uh, the smart street lights thing is a uniquely <laughs> strange event because it really seems likely that at the time they approved this in 2016, council members really didn't know it was a surveillance system. They really thought it was about traffic management. But this latest thing is, uh, is, is, is little, a little scarier. The police appear to try to have rushed a contract renewal through, and that's not right. You know, especially after what happened with smart streetlights, they should you know, sweat the details and try to get the public to buy in. And that's what our editorial says, that there needs to be full and open scrutiny of how this works. And a closer look at the close calls that it may have triggered the false alarms, sending cops to communities. 
And final question, the editorial board stood up for restaurants this week saying that, you know, we would like to see uh, restaurants continue to operate on sidewalks, especially during a pandemic, but it's just a little too soon uh, to start charging restaurants to, uh, you know, keep that amenity. How so? Well, if the uh, restaurants have been hammered by the pandemic and that some have hung on only because they managed to set up shop on sidewalks and in parking lots and had outdoor dining, which is far, far safer. And so it just seems odd with new pandemic cases quintupling in the last three months that we're now once again moving back towards this idea that, oh, no, restaurants uh, you know, should have to pay for the privilege of staying in business. And so they're talking about imposing a fee. Now, uh, it's just premature. Let's, let's see the pandemic. Uh, let's see it through before we even consider adding to the burdens that restaurants already face. You can find these stories and more news online at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. We'll be back Monday.